Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Yesterday, we looked at uh, Psalm 19 and what really is the theme verse for revival from the Bible. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Well, today we come across what has been a theme verse for Compass Bible Church as we look at Psalm 43. We're looking today at Psalm 43 and 1 Chronicles 1 in the Old Testament. And Psalm 43.3 has been kind of from the beginning of our, our sending church, a theme verse for Compass Bible Church. I remember back in the day, there was this loading dock at the back of the church building, and there was this big uh, trailer that was back there where we stored a lot of the church equipment and, and painted there on the side of the trailer were those words, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me, right? This idea of God's light, his truth, really ideas that will point us at some point to his word. Let those lead us. Let those be our compass. But let's get a bigger picture of the context. Psalm 43 is a short psalm, only five verses. So uh, let me just read the whole psalm for us right now. It says, Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. For the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God. My God, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So as we look at uh, that whole psalm, we see that verse in the middle that we've already been talking about, but we get a sense here that the writer of this psalm is in a difficult place. He's crying out to God for vindication. It seems that there are deceitful and unjust men uh, about him. And even he feels rejected by God in verse 2. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Even that is a very interesting thought. And again, it's one of the reasons why the Psalms are just so, so good. Right, right? They take us through the whole gamut of human emotions uh, because we can know with certainty, uh, go back to a verse that stood out from about a week ago in our reading, uh, Psalm 9, verse 10, and those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Uh, Man, build some convictions based on that verse. Uh, We can have confidence. God will not forsake those who seek him. Uh, That's a thing. that's That's a truth to build your life on. But Psalms show us that no, God will not leave or forsake his people. Uh, But we we will see there are times where we will struggle. 
And there will be times where it's really unclear what God is doing. And that's where, if you connect verse 2, really with the end of this psalm, in verse 2, he feels as if God has rejected him. But in verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So even though he's going through a hard time, even though he feels rejected, he is bringing himself back to, no, I'm going to hope in God. He is my salvation. He is my God. And that's a great template for us just in our own lives when we're going through hard things or difficult situations. Uh, we, we got to bring ourselves back to God. And that's where, I mean, one quote that has become pretty famous in Christian circles, well, because it's so good from Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones in his book, Spiritual Depression, he comes to this idea of a lot of our trouble comes from listening to ourselves when we need to be talking to ourselves. And that's where you're like, what in the world does that mean? Psalm 43 is is a great picture. Even that verse five, right? He starts talking to himself instead of just listening to, oh, I feel rejected by God and listening to that and, and internalizing that and saying, well, God has rejected me. That's the truth. No, he talks back to himself and says, why are you cast down? Hope in God. He directs himself back to God. And that's something that that you're going to need to do in your own spiritual life. Um, But then when we get now, as we've seen what surrounded it, back to verse three, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. That's a great prayer. Whenever you're unsure in this life of what to do, or you feel just some of the opposition that clearly the psalm writer here is feeling, God, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. But note, why is he asking for this? What's the what's the goal? Oh, God, make all the trouble in my life go away. No, he he's hoping that the light of God and the truth of God will lead him to God, to his holy hill and his dwelling and to worship, right? He's going to go to the altar and he's going to praise God with the lyre. So even as you seek God's direction, why are you seeking it? Are you seeking it so all my dreams can come true? Are you seeking it so, oh, you know, all my problems can go away? Are you saying, God, give me your light because what I want to do is I want to be with you and I want to worship you. Are those your greatest priorities? So a short psalm here in Psalm 43, but um, a good psalm for us to, uh, you know, remember to talk to ourselves and and truths to remind ourselves and a, a psalm to show us how to pray and what to pray for and why we should pray for these things there in Psalm 43. Now, our our new our Old Testament reading is going to get kind of interesting. It's going to get really jumbled up at this point with this uh, chronological reading. Because we have been reading from 1st and 2nd Samuel, we haven't gotten to 1st and 2nd Kings yet, but now all of a sudden 1st Chronicles chapter 1 comes into the mix. What in the world is going on here? Well, Let's just back up because you may be familiar in your English Bibles. You've got First uh, and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. In the Hebrew Bible, the, those books are united, right? It's just Samuel, Kings, Chronicles that they're put together, but they're also separate. That they're in kind of different parts of the Hebrew Old Testament. But 
First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings basically go in chronological order, right? If you were to read through those books, those four books in order, you would just be following a straight timeline. First Chronicles is a little different. First Chronicles is going to start as you're going to see today with Adam. And it's really going to get to David and trace things through David. So that's where First and Second Kings will cover both the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Chronicles is only going to uh, really focus on that southern kingdom. And it's also going to uh, talk about the life of King David. So we're going to get some things about David's reign from Second Samuel. We're going to get some things about David's reign from First Chronicles. So we'll be reading some of those things together. But a nice thing is we'll, we'll, we'll be going through some Psalms as well. And First Chronicles starts with a lot of genealogies, which maybe isn't the most scintillating part of reading through the Bible in a year, but we'll have some Psalms to go along with that. So today, as you're like, wait, why is First Chronicles? Uh, note though, how it does start all the way back with Adam. And it's going to start with Adam and it's going to trace things. Ultimately, we're going to get to King David and it's going to trace things through him. But today we'll get a little bit of review, even just of things from going all the way back to Abraham uh, today. But you'll see as we get to chapter two tomorrow, it's going to start to get to David. So that's why First Chronicles is coming in now, uh, because it really is a history of uh, Israel through King David, but it goes all the way back to Adam to start. So we'll be getting more from First Chronicles in the days ahead. Um, and we'll be seeing how that connects then again with Second Samuel and then First and Second Kings. For the New Testament reading today, we're in Matthew 27, 1 through 14, Mark 15, 1 through 5, Luke 22, 66 to 23, 12, and John 18, 28 through 38. Um, and here we start to get into uh, Jesus and his trial before uh, Pilate. Also, we, we see him before uh, Herod in one of the readings. Uh, we just went through John as a church. So we saw this um, back and forth in John 18, starting in verse 28. It's a very interesting passage as there's this jostling between um, the Jewish religious leaders and Pilate. And Pilate is really kind of showing them who's boss. He's flexing his political muscle. But uh, then we get to Jesus and he, him saying, my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not uh, of, from this world. And then Pilate says, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king for this purpose. I was born and for this purpose, I have come into this world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. So as you read about Jesus being really mistreated by all kinds of political authorities, starting with the Jewish religious leaders, including Pilate, including Herod, um, there's clear reminders throughout these passages and look for those that Jesus is still absolutely in control of the situation. Jesus is still sovereign. Jesus is allowing these things to happen to him. And he is staying silent, not because he doesn't have an answer, not because he's not right, but staying silent because he knows this is the purpose why he came, to bear witness to the truth and also to give his life as a ransom for many. 
And so I think that should fuel our worship today, that Jesus is the King of Kings. He had all the authority in these moments over these men, but he laid down his life. Why? Well, so you and I could be forgiven, so that you and I could be ransomed. And we should praise our Savior, Jesus Christ, for that. And I hope that fuels your worship today as you read God's Word and fuels your prayers, even if you're going through a hard time, to fix your hope on God, hope in God that you would yet again praise Him. And that another thing that fuels that hope in God is remembering your Savior who had all the power but laid it down and became obedient to the point of death so that you and I could be saved. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.